listening, friends. I'm your host and coach, Laura Malone. As an entrepreneur and leader, wife and mom, teacher and creator, I am showing up to share possibility with you and help you find vision and wisdom because you deserve to be equipped and released as the hero of your own story. Coaching really does help you change your life. And if you want to know how to guide yourself and others well, I created this podcast just for you. It's a place where you can grab tools, teachings, and ideas for both personal and spiritual growth, as well as entrepreneurship and coaching, if that's your thing. So as you listen in, I pray I can help you create a legacy of impact and really start writing the story of a life you love living. Now let's jump into today's episode. Hey friends, I was spending some time this weekend cleaning up the pool and you know, I do a lot of praying by the pool. My husband put the pool in, but told me it's mine to take care of. And I was like, yes, it is because that's my pool. <laughs> I told you last year about some, some deals that I found that Academy Sports does a half price sale on Labor Day with above ground pools. So I got this pool for, you know, 350 bucks, <laughs> then spent worth of my husband's time and energy and effort (laughs) trying to get the pool in. So I spent a lot of time just trying to get it up and ready for, you know, the spring, the summer. And while I'm doing that, I just spend time praying, thinking, talking to the Lord. And this weekend, while I was doing that, I felt the Lord start speaking to me about something, about our worthiness inside of our imperfection. And it's a theme that's been coming up for me, for some clients and for some friends. So I thought, I'm just going to record a podcast while I'm taking care of the pool, you know, getting all the pollen off the surface of the water. So uh, we could call this a pool and pollen and prayer podcast episode. So you're going to hear birds and planes in the background. It's actually really pretty because my backyard's like almost like an aviary. There's birds of every kind. And I I actually like the backdrop of it. So I hope that you enjoy this. I want you to catch this because whatever it is you're called to do, if you're called to be a coach, you're called to be a mom, you're called to be a husband, you're called to be an entrepreneur, you're called to ministry. It doesn't matter what you're called to, you need to understand the depth of God's love for you and your absolute worthiness in his eyes, regardless of your imperfection in an imperfect world. I want you to hear this. I want you to listen today with ears to hear, and I want you to catch what God has for you. So that you can break the chains of bondage to to perfection, your the chains of bondage to living like God is not with you. Because when we live like we're supposed to be perfect, we live like the perfect work of the cross means less than it does. We live like God is not with us. We live like we are separate and we are orphaned, we are abandoned. That's what perfectionism does. And I want you to catch a little bit of my story, but what God is saying to us, both you and me, 
right now, in this day and hour, he's calling us to get free from the things that hinder his love, to let those things be shaken. All the things that can be shaken will be shaken by God. So you need to go after this because you don't want these things to be shaken in your life. Let him take care of it now. Let him break the chains. Let him set you free. But just by the power of the blood of Jesus, the name of Jesus Christ, let that be with you in your truth, line you up so that you can go after everything that he's called you to and really walk your days out. This isn't about you. It's bigger than you. This is not just about you getting free so you can be happy. This is about you getting free so you can be a kingdom bringer today for such a time as this. So listen today with the ability to tune out the birds, tune out the planes, tune out the the dogs that are barking, tune out the enemy's voice of condemnation, tune out the shame, and tune in to God's love for you. You are worthy to him. You are fully perfect to him. That's all that matters. Yes, you're imperfect in this world. Let's just agree, right? Let's just say, okay, yeah, I'm imperfect, accuser. Thanks for reminding me. But also, while we're on trial here and you're accusing me, hey, my ju- my uh, my lawyer, he's sitting right over there and he's not worried because he knows the judge and he knows what he has done, the price he paid so that the judge can look at me and tell me I'm set free. So agree with the imperfection, accept it, stop trying to avoid it and manage it and control it and walk into the freedom Leave the courts because the accuser, he can only use against you what you allow him to. And we're going to, we're just going to say no more, right? All right, let's get into the episode. And I pray that this is a blessing to you and that your heart is um, encouraged today. Regardless of your imperfection, you are fully worthy. That's why he did what he did. It's why God sent Jesus is because we're worthy of his attention. And it's really important for you to decide that you're worthy. But then it's really just important to decide that you can accept that worthiness, no matter how imperfect you are, no matter how terrible you've acted today, no matter the things you've done, no matter the how good you are, how bad you are in your mind, you're worthy. Like he created you as his son and daughter. Like he wants you. He decided you're worthy. Who are you to decide you're not? And worthiness is not based on perfection. Like otherwise, the work of the cross would mean nothing. It didn't do anything if if our worthiness was based on our good works. Have you read the Bible? It's not a thing. The New Testament proves that in our flesh, we are unable to keep all of the laws. We are unable to save ourselves. We're unable to do the work that only Jesus could do. So what do you want to do with that truth? When you accept it, when you say, wow, I'm worthy and imperfect, and that's the way it should be. <laughs> like that's, that's the only option. 
it's going to release you. And you know what happens when you have an acceptance of your own worthiness in his eyes and your imperfection in this world? You begin to have more compassion, not just for yourself, but for others. Because when they're terrible, you can look at them and go, wow, you're acting like a human. And you have permission to be having a terrible day, going through something terrible, being kind of terrible, talking kind of terrible, but there's hope. You're going to grow through that. Jesus is here for you. What do you need? You'll have more compassion for others because you understand his compassion for you. You're growing in compassion for yourself, and you understand the concept of mercy and grace. When you do this, you expand the territory. You enlarge your territory. You enlarge the boundaries of your heart and your capability of your soul to touch the lives of other people and the spirit within you to preach the gospel just through your life. You expand the boundaries of what you're called to and how far you can reach as a kingdom bringer. You expand that when you accept that your worthiness it comes because you were created by a good father. Your worthiness comes because he sent his son to die for you. Your worthiness comes because of him. And when you accept it for yourself, you can accept it for others. And that actually is going to make life easier when you let go of the control and manipulation of trying to make yourself and the world around you perfect in any way or trying to make it more successful. You can, you can replace the word perfect with anything you want. Make it more of anything that has become an idol in your life. Perfection is an idol. And when you feed it, it grows. When you focus on it, it grows. When you fear it, it grows. So you can change perfection out for other words like knowledge or wisdom because wisdom soulish wisdom is different than godly wisdom you can change it exchange it for freedom you can exchange it for um justice all of these things that seem good to your soul can be out of alignment with the truth they are all capable of becoming idols that feed you and feed your soul rather than jesus being the one who gives you what you need to eat and drink and grows you and fills you up. Okay, I just wanted to take a quick break and say, if you want to start your coaching business and you want to start your content creation and create your coaching offer so that you can really start doing what you're called to do, please go apply to the Called to Coach Creative Mastermind. We're going to do all of that from May to October. You're going to meet other really awesome people that you're going to work together with. I'm going to teach you how to set up the systems that make a difference, the creative cycle of the life of a coachpreneur, and it's going to be a really exciting time. So please go apply today. If you're interested in that at all, just give God your yes. It's sterlingandstonementoring.com forward slash mastermind, or you can just find the link in the show notes. See you there. start saying to yourself, I do hard things. I do things that are not perfect yet. 
I do things that I'm scared of doing. I do things that might create pain. I accept pain. I accept growth. All growth causes pain. And if you try to mitigate and manage and control and manipulate growth in your life by, because you're simply trying to avoid pain, because you're afraid of pain, then you simply, you're feeding the fear of pain by resisting and avoiding pain. And so when you accept that the emotion of pain, painful emotions, negative emotions are actually part of your life, then you'll actually be able to accept imperfection sooner. And when you accept imperfection, you begin to accept the fact that you can do something right now without doing it right the first time. And I'm going to tell you, my mom would always tell me, um, she doesn't say this anymore because now she's just with Jesus. She knows the truth. But she used to say, do it right the first time so you don't have to do it over again. And I don't have to do it for you. And I grew up with that in my head and in my soul. I need to do it right now. Don't like do everything I can to make it right the first time. And what that caused me to do is not for my personality, for who I am and my design. It didn't make me work harder. It made me stop working. It made me, it would paralyze me. And then that created an apathy. And then I began to be, I became a person who didn't know what I wanted. Because if I didn't know what I wanted, it kept me from needing to do anything about it. And if I had to do something about it, then I became responsible for taking action that I was afraid of taking because I didn't know how to do it perfectly the first time. It might mean that I, I mess something up. It might mean mistakes. It might mean um, so many things that could create pain in any direction. And I have a severe dislike for injustice. So I didn't want injustice to play a part in anything that I did that could create a mistake or could be out of alignment, could be misaligned, could be not fullness of truth. And it created an apathy and a paralyzed life. So then I started just becoming somebody who gave way and let other people have their way. When Now that I know who I am and I'm walking into the person that God designed me to be, as opposed to being the woman who would be, would let her boundaries be pushed around. And I'm not saying I was surrounded by people who were boundary pushers, but it didn't matter. I was consistently allowing things to happen that I didn't, I wouldn't normally have chosen myself, but I let them be chosen for me because I didn't know what I wanted. It didn't matter what I did. And now that I'm becoming the person who says, this is what I want and this is what I need. And if there's a way for both of us to get what we want, great. If we need to both go have different dinners so we both get what we want because it matters that much, great. If one of us needs to give in and we compromise and one of us gets what we want tonight and one of us gets what we want, you know, at dinner tomorrow night, great. There's a lot of ways around it. 
and through it. And so now I have become this person who says, I want to know what I want. I want to recognize what I need so that I can fully show up in life because I've been not showing up in life for decades. And coaching, being coached and coaching others has dramatically shifted that in my own life to give me sight and awareness and um, expectancy that God wants to actually do something with that. And I believe that God wants to shift your expectations into expectancy, that he wants to shift your expectation that it should be right the first time so you don't have to do it again, right the first time so that you don't cause any pain, right the first time so that you don't make a mistake, right the first time so that failure is never an option. He wants to shift that expectation for you like he did for me. And he wants to move it to expectancy that when you take action, it will always be imperfect action. Even if you're not intentional about it, everything you do is imperfect to begin with. You have to practice. You have to try again. You have to keep working to perfect anything. And then perfection is like beauty. It's on the eye of the beholder. What you have decided and deemed perfect, someone else will not. So why spend so much time and energy stressing over it, right? And then it is not even possible to perfect, like make something perfect in the eye of everyone. Jesus. He's the only, only entire, only thing on the entire earth out of all people, um, concepts, things. Jesus is the only one that was perfect. So we can't even create something perfect, except that God created all things. And they are perfect in their imperfection because perfect to God means in process. It's moving forward. It's a living water. It's like a river of living waters, right? It's it's flowing and it's growing and it's in process. It's it's in act, taking action to leave, leave the city and go back to the Father's house. It's taking action to leave the field that you've labored in to go into the Father's house. That's what in process means. In process is better than perfect. In process and like somewhat done, in refusing the lie that A plus is, a, is even a possibility, who cares, Right? Who cares about an A plus? It doesn't matter after you get out of school. It didn't matter in school. A plus is a farce. It's not part of life. Even getting all A's, still, still a lie. It is not indicative of what you've called, been called to. It's not indicative of what you're capable of. It's not indicative of what God wants to do in your life. So I encourage you to accept imperfection. Get over the shock and awe of it. Grieve the loss of your belief that it was possible. And accept that perfect died on the cross for you. Perfect already happened. Perfect is alive. Perfect dwells within you. And you have perfect peace because of him. You have perfect joy. You have perfect self-control. You have perfect gentleness. You have perfect... um, You have the mind of Christ that is available to you. 
And all you have to do is go access it. It's not something you have to ask God for. The Bible says you have it. We have the mind of Christ. So his mind is available to you. Go see what he says to do. And if you've ever done anything because you know the Lord told you to do, and then it wasn't perfect, it's because you were involved. And he meant it that way. He wanted you involved. He wanted to be the one who saves you, who fixes your mistakes. He wanted to be the one to provide a miracle. But you can't have any of those things. You can't have the revelation, the supernatural, the miracles, the provision, the protection of the Lord if you never need it. You need to be aware that you do need it, but you're suppressing your need for it. You are actually suppressing your need for perfect by trying to do perfect on your own. And that goes for anything. It's not just uh, writing an email. You're not going to write the perfect email. I have not written one. They're nice. I get better at them. But a business email or uh, creating the perfect coaching offer, the perfect family, the perfect anything. You start with something. It's not perfect. And then it grows and you get clarity and you make tweaks and adjustments and you pivot and you change your mind and you keep walking and you're perfectly in process. That's that's the point of it. That's the point of life is to be perfectly in process, walking towards the Father's house alongside Jesus, letting him be the perfecter, the finisher, and the author of your faith. Well, this is partly stuff that the Lord's speaking to me, but it is also a theme, not just among my clients, but among my family and my friends. And it's something that I have felt like the Lord has been putting his finger on. And so while I was praying today, like I said, at the pool, poolside cleanup, I, it's just really peaceful. And I heard the Lord speak that to me that he really wants to save us from ourselves, from our expectations on ourselves, that then all of our expectations on ourselves, it overflows and it comes out in our expectations on others. You can't, you can't avoid that. Whatever you are doing to other people, if you're judging them, if you're shaming them, if you're angry at them, it's starting inside of you first consider that. See what the Lord wants to do with it. Take it to him and just process it. Spend some time with him. Spend some time processing what he wants to say, what he wants to do. I hope that it's a blessing to you. I hope the birds are a blessing to you. (laughs) And thankfully no neighbor dogs started barking. Marmaduke down the street didn't start barking while I was recording. I'm going to get back to the pool, and I hope that you have a beautiful day wherever you are, whatever time of year it is. I hope that the wind blows in your direction and gently. I hope the sun shines on your face, and I hope that you can have expectancy that God is moving in your life and speaking to you, and he has a real design and calling on your life, and I bless you in it. I bless you to walk according to what he's equipped you in and called you to, and is releasing you in. I bless you to be in process there, to give yourself grace and self-compassion and allow yourself to shed the fear, the shame, and the anger and the frustration 
about being imperfect and instead just grasp onto it and say, wow, it feels really good to accept this and see what the Lord wants to do with it. Have a great day and remember, God loves you and I do too. I so appreciate you as a listener. And if you are looking for a community of like-hearted believers who love all things coaching, be sure to jump into the Christian Life Coach Collective Facebook group. Do you think you might be called to become a certified Sterling and Stone Life Coach? We'll learn more about the Greenhouse course where you can get trained in just 10 weeks to start building the foundation of your coaching practice. All the links you need are in the show notes. Happy story making.